0: Hello and welcome to Simply Learning Tuition's podcast where we discuss all things education. My name is Kitty McQuirter, I'm an education consultant and today I'm going to be talking with Faith Haggerty who is headmistress at Morehouse Girls School located in the heart of Knightsbridge. Faith was previously deputy head at St Augustine's Priory in Ealing where she worked for 14 years She was brought up in West London and she attended a Catholic school before then going to Notting Hill and Ealing for her sixth form years. She completed her undergraduate drama degree at Bristol University and then went on to do an acting diploma at Lambda. She worked as a professional actor for a few years before then realising her destiny was to work with children in the world of education. So a big thank you for joining me today on the podcast, Faith, and I'm really looking forward to discussing all things Morehouse with you. So I always like to start with the question, how would you describe a typical day at Morehouse?
1: Well, that's a good one because there isn't really a typical day, of course. Um, And that's the beautiful thing of working in a school is the variety. And certainly in my role, um, absolute never, never two days the same. But we, the girls kind of bounce up the stairs at about eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm always on the door there to welcome them. And in they come, and we usually have a number of different clubs that they can attend before school. This year we'll be running yoga and things like that, which will be a great way for them to start the day. I also run my own running club and take them around the Serpentine in Hyde Park. So that's a lovely start to the day. And then they're in and uh, with their form teachers, you know, from half past eight until nine. And then at their hour-long lessons commence from there and the, the community eat together in our lovely dining room at lunchtime. And then we have lots of other opportunities and clubs and things around their lessons that they can join in with.
0: It sounds like a a, a day full of life. Do yeah. you, is, there, is there good relationships between year groups? I know that it's not a huge school, so is there integration between year groups, maybe in a house system or something like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a number of ways that the year groups mix. So we not only run some of the co-curricular clubs for more than one year group. We also have a number of committees and whole school initiatives that they can be involved in. So we have a faith in action group who do our sort of fundraising charity initiatives. They are fantastic and they can be from any year group and they come together and they meet and plan what they're going to do for that term for that year. We also have More Green, which is our sustainability group. And again, that's girls from different year groups who come together with a particular shared cause um, and common goals. We have things like productions and concerts, which bring different year groups together as well. And then we also have the house system uh, where we have a number of events right through the year which are quite driven by the girls so the house entertainment that we do at the end of the year which is a beautiful thing i saw my first one this summer uh, and they rehearse a number of performances and then they bring them together to, to show on the very last day of term and that's led by the six formers um and they do you do get a real sense of community in those houses they're really proud of the house that they're in and they know girls in all different year groups because as a small school it's possible to do that. And they, you know, it's quite common that you would know the name of a good few girls in other years, apart from your own.
0: That's so lovely. And I understand that you come from a drama background yourself and you love drama and the performing arts. So I'm sure you integrate this into the school in many different ways, but are there any particular highlights or performances that you really enjoy throughout the year and kind of what skills do you think that drama adds beyond just the subject?
1: Yeah, I mean that the I think the opportunity for them to be involved in a in a large scale production which crosses over year groups just does so much for them as individuals. Um, it does so much for their confidence, which you then see in their other lessons, you know, in terms of finding their voice, understanding how to express themselves. They get to know making forming new relationships with girls that might be older or younger than you is also a really important part of life, I think. Um, and working towards an actual goal of a production. And, of course, then they can, be, they can be part of it backstage, they can also be on stage. And certainly, you know, those productions, whichever role they choose to do, they're working together with an end goal of, of the actual production in sight. Um, and, and I think, you know, to give them the skills to facilitate things like working with a budget working with a very tight production schedule, let's say they're doing costumes or, or another area. Um, I think those are really important employability, you know, preparation for employ- being employable, those skills, you can do all of that in a production. So there's there's interpersonal, there's, there's career-based stuff, um, and not to mention the joy that they get from it. But I think it also, it crosses over into kind of Creative thinking is what I'm really interested in. So as much as I'm a huge supporter of the arts, I am immersed in in the arts myself. I actually think that there's more to the idea of creativity than perhaps we generally talk about. And creative thinking, whether that be in a maths lesson, a physics lesson, uh, an approach to a task outside of the curriculum, creative thinking is really important. And I think that's what we should be promoting and encouraging because no matter what kind of learner you are, we've all got that ability to think big and think outside of the box. And it's really I think in terms of future careers and the way the world is moving, that's what we need to be that's what we need to be doing and preparing girls for.
0: I really love that idea of of creative thinking and thinking outside the box and being able to teach beyond just the curriculum, but coming in from another angle, I think is a really nice way of looking at it. I also know that you have a big emphasis on well-being, And I understand that obviously the day and age that we live in with the pressures of social media and lots of screen time and sort of presenting our best life online isn't necessarily how we exactly feel. And mm. do you have a way of supporting the girls and talking about Instagram or screen time or trying to sort of um, tell them that, you know, there's more to life than, than what
1: people present online? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think our size really works for us in that sense, because, you know, in any class of 16 girls, they will have two form tutors. So if you can imagine the nature of those relationships, they're really very well developed quite quickly because of the numbers. And it means that we're able to maintain and nurture very strong relationships around, you know, in a half an hour session with your form teacher in the morning, if you're one of a class of 16, you're going to get that one to one time. You're going to get that discussion time with your form teacher and you're going to get to know them to a uh, to a
0: kind of greater depth. I understand that you have a big emphasis on well-being and often have external speakers coming in. So what kind of topics do you talk about with these?
1: So we would cover a number of different topics, but we would make sure that it's relevant to the moment. So, um, you know, we're very aware of what our girls being a smaller school, you know, we've we've got a good handle on what's happening and what's current um, because we do maintain quite close relationships with them. So we would have we've had uh, talks on nutrition, on body image um, and of course on things like e-safety and use of social media. What's really important is that we're not, you know, we're not trying to say that that these things are a danger on their, you know, in terms of their, there is a potential for misuse of social media, but we've got to teach girls to use it and understand its power and understand how to manage it sensibly rather than, I suppose, this idea that, that you know, oh, well, social media is ruining the lives of teenagers. Actually, it's part of their lives and we need to help them ac- you know, equip them with what they need to to get it right um and understand the dangers. And also during lockdown, you know, we had a number of our parents help support some of our talks. So part of what our parents association do with their funds that they raise every year is they put they ring fence a certain amount of that for talks. So that's a really nice way that our community, you can see the kind of the way our community is is brought together is that our parents are supporting some of the the PSHE and the uh the pastoral support of the pupils um which is a really nice link
0: that's a great link so you've got to use all of the resources so bring the, the parents and the children in the school all working together to kind of bring the best out for the child. And I also agree with you that, you know, we do live in a world where we are glued to our smartphones. So we need to understand the power of them and how to use them properly. So I completely agree with you there. Um, You're also clearly a big believer that single sex education has its major benefits. So do you believe this is because girls and boys have different learning styles or different roles within society? Uh, Or maybe it's just to do with the focus. I would love to know your thoughts on it.
1: Definitely not different roles within society. Um, I would say the reason it, it works well for girls to be to educated in a single-sex environment is at the moment that gives them wings and it gives them a freedom that many girls currently find it difficult to access when they are in a mixed environment. Now, this isn't something that is necessarily going to be the same in 100 years' time. But I would say right now we have a really important job to do because what we see is girls who somehow view themselves differently, judge themselves differently, or they are actively judged. You know, it might be that there's something that they read into, um, a setting that they're in, but it it can also come from, as we've seen obviously in the press in the last um, few months, it can come from overt... Uh, comments or behaviours that they have experienced in a mixed environment so what we can provide here is that safety and every girl can feel that their voice is going to be heard that their voice is going to be respected Um, and that isn't by any means saying that that uh, it's not a comment on current you know the boys behaviour and and what you might expect boys to do it's more just that there has been have been examples of girls called sort of retreating in a mixed environment. And so I can understand why parents might well choose a single sex environment um, so that they can really flourish. I agree. And I'm sure they have plenty
0: of time outside school to socialise uh, with boys, um, especially as they get older and sort of build friendships with boys, which is important as well. Um, I also think for a single sex environment, because I was at single sex until sixth form, and I felt that there was a, a, a larger level of confidence to do sport and things like that. Do you agree with that? And are you keen to get as many girls as possible involved in participating in sport?
1: Absolutely. I think the less you are looking at yourself um, as, you know, like the less you're placing importance on what you look like, how you come across, how you appear, how you dress, you know, all of those things that can rise to the surface in a mixed environment, um, the less focus on that means that actually you can really commit to the thing that you're doing, whether that's sport, whether that's performing in a play, whether that's speaking out in a lesson, you know, if you if you're not judging yourself in that way and you feel free, um then absolutely I think you'll commit more. And and sport is so important, and obviously, in the last year and a half, those the, the sporting activities that a lot of the girls would have been engaged in, a lot of that fell away. So actually, we we're, we're really almost starting again with some of them because we've got to start building that confidence, that physical confidence again. We've got to start building our teams again who are going to be starting to compete in fixtures, which they hadn't done for a long time. So it is, we've had to take a bit of a step back. um, But I think sport will play a huge role in bringing our community together again and in getting those girls back to the level of confidence that that they had before. And that has been really knocked by being at home. Um, more so than I think in a school like ours more so than the learning being impacted it's actually the the social skills and the self-confidence and the ability to mix with others Um, that's what that's what we're seeing as the fallout really.
0: I think sport is just such an important part of school and I think I mean, personally for me, and I think you mentioned that you run as well, I love running and I can't remember any time ever that I ever regretted going on a run or doing exercise because I think those endorphins are just so, so good for your mental health. Um, In terms of extracurricular clubs and exciting things you have on offer, I know, I think I read you did knitting and touch typing and things like that. Are there any clubs in particular you'd like to highlight?
1: We what we tend to do is try and cater for the girls that we have, and obviously the staff that we currently have and what they bring. So it's a lovely thing because actually it's not just a fixed set of clubs that. Well, this is what we do at Morehouse. It's an evolving picture. So this year we're going to run a Japanese club, for example, because we've got we happen to have um, some pupils interested and some staff who would be, who'd like to run that. Um, we because we are a very creative school, we will always have quite quite a lot of strength in things like art subjects textiles Um, we've got some really passionate pupils um, in our more green eco group so there are you know opportunities that come with the cohort that we've got um, we've got a coding club that's starting in September. One of our new maths teachers who's joining us is really keen to get the coding skills of the whole school up. So, you know, there's there's exciting opportunities there. We try and get them outside as much as we can. So this year, you know, when we were getting them into school just for the last term, reintegrating, we were doing things like mindful walks where they would go out at lunchtime. And just to get them, like you say, getting those endorphins Um, being produced in a way that they don't so much when they're in a classroom. And they certainly didn't when they were in their bedrooms for all of that time. So there there are lots of lovely opportunities on offer Um, We're extending our Lambda provisions, so there are going to be more Lambda qualifications on offer for the girls. There's all sorts of choirs that they can join and and musical groups. There's a choir tour going out in October, which hasn't been able to do, you know, we haven't been able to run that for quite a while. So that's really exciting. They'll be preparing for that. Um, But we also have things like a sort of place to be type club where girls might just want to go. And I think we call it the beanbag club, actually. So they can go and just, if they would like, particularly year sevens who might be new to the school, who might not have built those friendships yet and not quite sure where to be at a break time or a lunch time, we try and provide those opportunities so that there is always somewhere for them to be um, and they, they feel looked after.
0: And I know that you're located in knightsbridge which is fantastic so i'm sure you don't have heaps and heaps of playing fields and facilities around you but i'm sure you utilize the things that are around you such as museums and things
1: like that and parks is that right oh absolutely i mean we're just building a new website at the moment and we've got this fantastic interactive map on our new website which hot you hover over the various different locations, and it tells you what we do there and it's ridiculous because we've got you know we do our pe in battersea park we also run some of it in hyde park we use not only yeah the science museum natural history museum all of the art galleries the theaters um, you name it, uh, we will use it. So it's it's just the most fantastic location. And I think that is a real, you know, it's, it's a real identifiable feature of this school. And it's it's a real strength. And it's really exciting because, of course, that evolves too as different things open around us, different exhibitions or, you know, events that might be happening around us, lectures at different universities that are just up the road. Um, we really do have it all at our fingertips and we make the most of it. It's a really important part of our enrichment.
0: That's fantastic. And it just makes you think again how much we all missed out on when COVID was happening and we were all stuck in our bedrooms. I would just like to now ask you about how you would describe the ethos of the
1: school. Well, something that we talk about is being a greenhouse rather than a hot house, And that kind of captures it quite well, I think, because we we really believe in... In personal growth alongside academic progress and achievement, um, we don't put every bit of importance, we don't hang that on grades, we don't hang that on targets, because we can't have young people believing that that's all that they are. So we don't, you know, and I think a hothouse environment where, you know, there is that kind of academic drive is a different pace and it's a different emphasis, and that's not us. We are a about the whole person and we are about everything that that person brings both within our community and as global citizens Um, and we we are preparing the ethical leaders of tomorrow so we're not interested in only abiding by the traditional measures of success we're interested in how else we you know and what is success anyway and so yeah we, we challenge that
0: so, really, what is success for you, for someone leaving Morehouse?
1: What, what would you see as success for them? Believing in themselves and making a difference. So, I think, you know, we really work a lot, as I mentioned, with the Faith in Action group, the More Green group. You know, we, are, we really want our girls to leave here feeling excited by the difference that they can make, you know, that they can be agents of change. Um, and by following their dreams and their passions... Doing something good with those, um, I think is—it's just something that we've all got to have in our consciousness that that you know that, that there's more than the self, and that's of course the danger with it, going back to the phones just briefly. But you know the the emphasis on self-image, the emphasis on me, my ego, my story—even in the term "story" that you're using in Instagrams—you know it's all about me and my my journey, and we really want to get them out there looking at the bigger picture and be more outward looking um and I think believing in themselves and feeling empowered to do that is going to come through the confidence that we cultivate through the small classes through the opportunities that we provide I think that's that's how we would measure success
0: wow well faith I'm feeling inspired so I feel like I can go out there today and make a difference after talking to you
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's
0: good I'll just finish with the three words that you would use to describe Morehouse warm inspiring joyful thank you so much for for giving up your time to talk to us on the podcast today it was such a great chat
1: not at all it's an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed today's podcast
0: episode chatting with headmistress Faith from Morehouse then head over to our podcast channel on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to listen to some of the other episodes. Thank you very much.